Avengers. Assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick. Graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and... I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Hey everyone, I am Electrish, and you can find me on Instagram at Electrish or Facebook.com Electrish Cosplay. I am a cosplayer and also the host of Static Realms Music Hour, and you are listening to The Marvelous with Peter Melnick and Eddie Wilson. Yes, it's time to make another cosplay connection. I have been waiting for this one for quite a while. I'll explain later. Want to introduce direct from South Florida, and you know her on Instagram and Facebook as Electrish. Can I call you Trish? You sure can. That's All right, fine. Trish. Welcome. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We didn't know each other until meeting, actually. And I think it was at uh, Geek Fest. And it was, That's right. I think, 2016. Sounds about right. Yeah, it was a, it was a while ago. It's a it was, while I ago. Think, I think it was 2016, yeah. Well, with no you know shows to go to and stuff, everything seems so far away. I think it was Easter weekend, so like March, April, thereabouts. And you were a Bat, right. Batgirl, I believe. I was uh, my my puffy muscles Spider-Man or whatever, helping out CJ, hashtag two, uh, or shout out to CJ's comics and toys in uh, Oakland Park. Yeah. And, and it I was, was Batgirl. Uh, it was my first time ever having a booth of my own, actually. Oh, that's right. You had a booth. Okay. Prior to that, though, how much had you been into the shows and going to in the cosplay? Maybe we should start right there. So right around then was when I was first starting to get into cosplay as much as I was. I would say that I've been doing it for about a year and a half at that point. And I was really happy with the Batgirl because that was my first major cosplay that I had completed on my own. So, yeah, you saw it in person for the so, first time. So you tell me that was, now let's describe this Batgirl because there's several versions. And this was homegrown? This was the classic Batgirl and I, I kind of put a little bit of the animated series into it, just a little bit, because I did like that Batman the Animated Series so much that I wanted to kind of represent that as well. But the classic Batgirl design, the yellow and black Batgirl with the cowl is my favorite version of Batgirl. So that was what I was focusing on representing. Because that kind of throws me off when you say classic, and I'm thinking of the TV show, and that's not that's a different kind of classic. Yeah, the classic comic book Batgirl is okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, because there's been others since then that you've done. I think it involved uh, Grey, I believe. Yeah, so my most recent Batgirl was actually the newest design, the Sean Gordon Murphy comic run design of Batgirl. And she has, it's kind of a take on the classic Batgirl with the Grey, but then he added to it. So it's the newest version, but it takes on the old one as well. So that's why I love it, is because it's kind of both in one. Got it. Now, that at that point, was your favorite? You had other cosplays in your arsenal, because you have a, quite a few now. We'll, we'll try to cover some ground, at least. And where did it start with and why do cosplay? So I've always been inspired by comic book characters, especially the female characters. And as a child, I was always dressing up and having my mom dress me up in costumes for Halloween. And, and as I grew up, I still love Halloween as much as ever. And I know you do, too. So you understand dressing up is a lot of fun in general. But then when it came to cosplay, I started spending a lot of time on it and I started reading more comics and I started watching more movies and I was just so inspired that I was like, I can do this. This is something I can do because I always went to parties and dressed up and I love themes. I always love dressing up for things. And so it just kind of came naturally to me. And then I took my love for the characters and just poured everything into it. So 
cosplay, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. But it's something that I'm passionate about, so I love it. I just kept doing it. And there's some talent involved, too, so we'll get into that as well. We'll keep bouncing back and forth. But up until that point in 2016, it was Batgirl. There were other characters that you did cosplay as? Yeah, I had a few. I had Black Widow. I had, um, you know, just a few other ones that I was doing. I wore some spider suits, of course. I've always loved spider suits. But my main one that was a really big deal was Batgirl one. So I did Catwoman as well. And had you been to other shows before Geek Fest? Just a couple. Um, I had been to Tampa Bay Comic Con, and that was a big one. And I had been to Supercon, just a few of the local Florida cons that I could go to at the time. And then I, after Geek Fest, I started getting really, really into it. And what, you said you got a table at this particular show. What made you decide, I'd like to have a booth or something? So actually, the guys that were running the Geek Fest event, they contacted me and they asked me if I would be interested in having a booth. And I was nervous, but I had already um, decided that it was something that I wanted to do. So since they offered it, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? So first booth, have you done other shows where you had a booth where your, the show could feature you as a cosplayer that'll be appearing, that kind of thing? No, that was my first time ever having that experience of having a booth and having someone approach me and say, we want you to be at this show. That was the first time. And I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem if it happened again in the future. I think maybe the only downside would be you're more or less relegated to be at that booth as opposed to being able to walk the con and, of course, take pictures and be in pictures with other exactly. characters. It's a plus and minus. Like we've said in other episodes, when you go to a show in costume, expect to be stopped, get your picture taken. But if you want to shop the vendors, you either got to not be in costume or make sure you're budgeting time correctly and, of course, money. Yeah, time management is so important at conventions. And then, of course, like you said, when you have a booth, you have a responsibility to be at your booth and speak to people who will visit your booth. So it's hard to juggle both when you do have a booth. But Geek Fest was great because it was a smaller venue and a smaller event. And I loved it because I got to meet so many people. I still talk to some of the people, yourself included, that I had met that day. Yeah, it's been really cool. I forget how long between you know meeting and actually corresponding, communicating. And somewhere I get the idea of cosplaying in a comic book store, and we try to put that together. But as of yet, it hasn't <laughs> happened. We had two attempts. It was going to happen. It was going to be on Monday after at like noontime. But unfortunately, yep. um, I mean, if you want to fill in any of that, what you were going to come cosplay as and what actually happened, just gloss over that. I don't know. I remember we were going to do some photos and I was going to be Batgirl, but also Mary Jane. And I had planned the whole thing out. In fact, when uh, my on the way there, when my car actually, my tire exploded, mm. <laughs> I was in costume. But so, let's clarify because so I think that. with the texting and so on, we had to make sure because you said that the Batgirl mask leaves a mark. So you would have yes. to come as the Mary Jane version of Spider-Man. I yes. believe. And then and then change into Batgirl because, and then become Batgirl. Yeah, the cowl the Batgirl cowl, because it is rubber and polyurethane, it leaves marks on my skin. I have very sensitive skin. So it it looks like when I take it off after wearing it for a few hours, and anyone who's ever cosplayed in any kind of bat costume knows this. You're sweating and you're kind of like very, very, uh, there's no air going into that. So when you take it off, it looks like your face has been in a vice or something. <laughs> or one so, of those, yeah. you know what, or one of those stress balls that has the face on it that you squeeze it. It's like a, an emoji thing and, it, and the eyeball <laughs> pops out here and the face. Yeah. I get that. That's how it feels. <laughs> in one of my early, I have to say, my early, one of my early Captain America 
versions, the, the lighter blue, the more original, traditional. Before the Captain America in the movies, I had a mat, a vinyl type mat that fit over your eyes and, and hugged your head so, you know, no hair show. Oh, and now yeah. Oh, yeah, I would definitely be one of those, you know, cheeks popping through here and just you're not pretty. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I actually remember being at a charity event as Batgirl. And when the event ended, I took off my cowl and I could breathe, you know, and I was kind of like cleaning my cowl and just kind of relaxing, drinking some water. And this little girl and her mom walked up to me. And I was going to put the cowl back on and the mom was like, don't worry, you can leave it off. You know, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't really look good for pictures right now. And she's like, okay, well, can my daughter wear your mask? She really loves Batgirl. And I said, sure. You know, and I handed it to her daughter and it fit her perfectly, (laughs) which disturbed me on so many levels because when I wear that, I'm a full grown woman. So it's kind of disturbing that it fit this, like she could have been like six years old, but it fit her perfectly. (laughs) So, yeah. It's kind of funny what we go through for cosplay sometimes, but it is always in the end. It's always worth it to me. It depends on how you look at it, I guess. Yeah, it's tiring, exhausting and stuff. And if you're doing it for the right reason, it's so rewarding in a non-monetary kind of way. And let me back up. If I understood you before, Trish, you said that you found cosplay through costuming and Halloween and that kind of thing. The comic book stuff, whereabouts did that come about? How old were you and what did you start reading? I think my first comic book was given to me by one of the people who was babysitting me. And I was probably about six years old. And that was a Batman, an old Batman comic. I don't remember the number, but it was interesting to me because I had never actually read a comic. And since I was really into reading at the time and I was so young, I was like, wow, this is cool. And I want to keep this. And my babysitter let me keep the comic and I kept reading comics. Ever since then, I sort of became more interested in them. And it wasn't just DC, it was Marvel as well. I remember reading Spider-Man for the first time, and I love Spider-Man, the character. So Peter Parker and Spider-Man became one of my favorite characters ever. And I sort of just delved into the whole world of comics and became interested in stories of the characters. And then, of course, seeing female characters, it made me feel like it felt really good to see a character that was someone that I could relate to. Well, who else, what other characters would you say that uh, you relate to, female characters in particular? Definitely Batgirl. Definitely Mary Jane Watson. Characters like Catwoman and Black Cat. They're antiheroes, Black Cat and Catwoman, but I love them so much because they really do add to so much of the story of all the comic books that I've read. And even though they aren't perfect, they still represent women in a very positive and powerful way. And I love that. Well, it's good that you can do what you do and you so enjoy it. And the range of characters that I've seen through Facebook and Instagram is just astounding since, four, you. you know, four yeah. years ago. And sometimes a little twist can throw me off. But when you post, like Wednesday, I think is one of the popular things. And on Wednesday, it's Wednesday. It sounds similar. So you, <laughs> so you post one of those. It's hump day. You got yeah. a Gwen back shot, that kind of thing. And, and so on. And it's just fun. Mary, exactly. I think I think Monday is Mary Jane Monday. That's right. You're right. <laughs> and it could be different. And you've had many iterations of Mary Jane. I mean, would you be able to say how many different Mary Janes have you done? Uh, I have to think about it for a second. So let's see. I've done at least six or seven versions of Mary Jane. The great thing about Mary Jane is she doesn't have superpowers, but she, in some of the comic books, she actually does inherit superpowers. But normally, you know, she's just a a woman who's married to a superhero. She's very strong. She's a very strong character. So I love portraying Mary Jane because even if it's just something casual, it's so much fun. She brings me so much joy because she's just so much fun. But I've probably done about seven versions of her because she has 
had several different versions in the comic book. So that's why I love it's because it's ever changing and it's always evolving. And I feel like cosplay is just such a good medium to do so many things with characters. With the different versions of Mary Jane, are there more than one Mary Jane Spider-Man version? I know there's the full body suit that I remember that that was, you know, again, one of the intended costume picture taking things that we're still trying to do. There, <laughs> is there more than one of that version? That version of Mary Jane is based on an artist who his artwork became the suit patterns that so many people became interested in wearing because he draws Mary Jane a lot in different versions that we haven't seen her in before. So that was one of the versions in the spider suit. But in the comic book, she actually wears the spider suit on more than one occasion. I would say probably about four times she suits up in different suits. I've done that as well. <laughs> and you do them all very well, I have to say. And I don't think you would have put them Thank out you. there if you didn't. So I guess it's doing, trying different versions, characters perhaps, and seeing what works and doesn't work, whether you've had people take your picture and do the posting or nowadays getting proficient at your own photographing and posting and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know. it's really fun for me to um, try new things with cosplays, with characters, and with photographing the characters because I've worked with a lot of photographers and I've learned a lot from the photographers that I've worked with. So because I'm secluded now because of uh, the pandemic and quarantine, I've been able to kind of learn on my own how to do my own photo shoots and to kind of evolve the characters on my own. It's actually been really good for me to kind of learn everything over the years. Well, if nothing else, working with different people who are taking pictures, whether it's on a professional, semi-professional, or in my case, a cosplayer photographer wannabe level, it's... <laughs> and with me, it's the iPhone. And now that an 11 is in my hands, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah, me too. You know, me too. I have an iPhone 11. And I'll tell you, iPhones take pretty great pictures, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing about, I think, the iPhone 11 is if you're doing a distance shot and you're zooming, you're getting close up on that, yeah, it gets grainy. But otherwise, if you're taking a kind of a close shot and you zoom in on that, it is still pretty crystal clear. Yeah, they you know, look amazing. That would I've be good with... I've seen iPhone photos and I've taken some that I'm just like, wow, this is great. Yeah, and that's what's gotten me by. And in my case, it's a hobby. It's fun and there's no money involved. So we got the comics under you about what do you find yourself reading even throughout now nowadays, because I was actually going to go back, let me back up a second and say with Mary Jane, it was interesting what you said, and, and it's possible I don't know what's going on with that character. I do have whatever came out oh, in she? her own issue. I'm sorry, The yeah. Amazing Mary Jane. I have those issues to be read, but inheriting the powers is what caught me when you said that. Yeah, she actually inherits Spider-Man superhero powers in some of the comic books themselves. There is a comic book where she dons his Iron Spider armor and actually comes to help him and Tony Stark. She doesn't have powers at that point, but she's brave enough to actually put on the suit and still fight in the suit. So it's pretty awesome. There are some comic issues where she does inherit the powers for a brief time. So it doesn't last, but she does. She is able to um, web swing and do all that stuff. But it's very brief. And then I think that her own comic book series was amazing. I think it's really cool because it showcases her as a strong female character who doesn't necessarily need to be saved. And she kind of has her own thing going on, which I love. So I have cosplayed that version of her as well, of course. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, right from the beginning, when you pretty much first meet Mary Jane back in the 70s with Spider-Man, that, yeah, she is her own person. 
She is yep. outspoken, especially for the time they're portraying, which is portraying, which is the '60s. You know, whether it's women's lib, burning bras, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. um, she is definitely a strong character. And it's mm-hmm. good that, like you said, she was nervous or not sure about putting on the Iron Spider suit. And it's good to show that side of her as well, because you know nobody is totally that strong, I don't think. And to show that also engenders um, affinity towards a character and, and more relatability and likability to the reading and viewing audience. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think that's why she's such a great match for Spider-Man, for Peter Parker, because she doesn't need to have powers to stand up to evil and stand up to a fight. And I think that's great about her because she's so fun and so beautiful. And she's a model at one point and people look at her as the celebrity, but then She's so much more than that. She's very strong-willed. She's very outspoken, like you said. She's sassy, and I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Take no, you know what? Take no BS. That's right. That's exactly right. What other, let's run down some names of other characters, Marvel, DC, and then we'll branch out from there, because you've done other than, I think, those. So anybody we haven't mentioned that you want to recall? I have done Poison Ivy. Yes. A few versions of Poison Ivy. I love cosplaying as Poison Ivy, because I love the fact that she has changed so many times from the comics to the series, and I think that she is a very strong character as well. What about, uh, um, how many, let's go to the Poison Ivy for a second. How many versions have you done, and what are they? Describe them. Uh, I've done three different versions of her. The first is the traditional comic book version uh, with the leaves and everything like that. And then the second version was the Halloween version, which a lot of people don't know about. It's from the Halloween episode of in Batman the Animated Series. Where she has toxic pumpkins that, like, they exude this toxic gas. And she almost gets Batman with the gas, but she doesn't. At the end, he comes through. I love that version of her so much. And I love that particular episode that I decided to do that cosplay. And then the third version is the New 52 version, where she actually has a suit. And it's black, but it also has accents of belief. I love that version of her as well, because it's so different. And it's so sleek. And I just love how the artists and, you know, the comic book people, they've changed her, but not to the point where her character doesn't seem like the same character. I have seen somewhat different versions or variations on the, I think, traditional Poison Ivy when we first saw that character, whether it was in a Batman film with Uma Thurman, and that would be the green one piece, I would say, with the green stockings. But there's also, I think I've seen a bikini version of that and, of course, the ivy goes wherever it goes, so that could vary it up just, <laughs> just by that. It could be, you know, around the head. Eyelashes could be having uh, some ivy in there or glitter, sparkly stuff, whatever. But the Halloween one, now, does that involve actually uh, more than just green? Is there orange for the pumpkins? or? So the pumpkin is orange. It's like a jack-o'-lantern, but it has green gas coming from it. And then the costume itself is it's like the animated series version, which is just green. It's just a green bodysuit, but instead of being green, it's black. So she's got her red hair, and she's got the black suit, and then she's got the pumpkin, which has the green gas. And I I love that. I think it's so cool. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I guess you have cosplayed that one in pictures. I think I remember seeing sort of a foggy scene with maybe some orange backlit behind you. Yep, that was my Halloween Ivy. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always wanted to do it, and I finally did it last year (laughs) for Halloween. Have you ever had to or done, I can't recall right now, do any body painting, whether it's your face or anything else, in more than just a little bit of detail so that you're really immersed in, or if the character yes. called for it? Yeah. I I have. I actually did Mystique, and I need to do Mystique again. It's been a while, but it involves so much glue paint everywhere. 
in the ears, in the back of the neck, on the hairline, just everywhere. So it takes a long time. But I do wear a bodysuit when I do that. It makes it easier. And I had to perfectly match the paint to the bodysuit. And then on the bodysuit itself, I used some puff paint to kind of like raise the scales that she has. And I wear these really big yellow contacts. So it's hard to see. And you have blue paint everywhere and your shower needs a good cleaning for about three days afterwards but it is worth it because mystique is an amazing character so, so <laughs> and that was a lot of fun to do so we're definitely talking full-on blue mystique not the first class one where she's in the yellow and black like like the rest of the characters are yeah no this one is the full-on blue mystique and i i love that version because it's so, I think, so mysterious and it's so dark, but it's also really cool because Mystique doesn't want to hide who she is. And I love that about her, even though she can be anyone. She well, is who she is. Yeah, mutant and proud. Exactly. How about doing the hair? What do you have to do for that? I know the bodysuit is great to have. Luckily, I, I am a redhead naturally. So I just kind of like flick my hair back and just kind of leave it like gel it back and kind of just leave it as is. And that's it. Luckily, I do get away with certain characters not having to wear wigs. And I love that because, as you know, everything else that's involved, the costume, the makeup, the contacts, everything. It's great not to have to wear the wig if I can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And again, the bodysuit must help in terms of the time it takes to get into all that blue. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it did take me uh, about a month to puff paint everything and get the paint all situated on the actual bodysuit, but it was so worth it when it was all put together. In fact, in my mind, I'm like, that's the next thing I'm going to do is another Mystique cosplay, and I'm going to commit to it because that's something I should I should really get back to because I love Mystique. Are you talking about a same or a different version? Probably doing the same, but also a different version. <laughs> so two for one, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not telling me anything. What do you say? <laughs> Are you, not, are you trying to be intentionally ambiguous or vague? Make no, it a surprise? No, no. I, okay. I'm, I'm going to do the version that I have done, the suited version, because I want to photograph that some more and, and do more in that cosplay because I didn't really get a chance to. Mm. So I'm going to do the same one, but then I want to do also the comic version where she's wearing the white dress and the skull belt. Yep. I love that version. So I would love to do that one as well. That's the first one I was thinking of, too, actually. That's uh, more, not more, but one of the more, I think that's the first we saw in the comic books, that version of Mystique. Yeah, it's a really cool version. Of yeah, absolutely. Show. Possibly brandishing a, a weapon, a gun. And in fact, mm-hmm. th- there's, again, in the early 2000s, I think, was the uh, 18 or so issues of a Mystique title that I have aside to be read. And I think she's yeah. got a black leather top, kind of yeah. like a With vest. Yeah, the leather jacket, pants, yeah. T- and the pants, I like that yeah. version, too. I could probably do a closet version of that one as well. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm going to add that to the list, too. Thanks, Eddie. And I said, hey, you're welcome. So so in other words, that when you say, and I think that's probably the obvious, when you say closet version, it's like, oh, I think I have clothes in my closet that'll just make it look like this character. Right, or pieces of other cosplays that I can kind of use yeah. to c- complete that look. Yep, definitely. Right. Okay, let's go to some other characters. I do char- that a lot. <laughs> yeah, hey, if it works, it works, and it helps on the expense too because that's not anything cheap. Yeah, exactly. So what other characters are we missing here that we want to get into? One more that comes to mind since we're on the subject of the mutants is Jean Grey, the Phoenix. I love the Phoenix. I love Jean Grey. I would say arguably my favorite X-Men character of all time. I have the classic Phoenix, the green version, and also the dark Phoenix. And most recently, in the new line of comic books that came out, which was Phoenix Resurrection, she's back and she actually has a new suit, which is a take on the classic suit with the symbol on the chest, but it is actually 
black and red, and I love that color scheme because we had never gotten that before, black, before this comic series. Okay, black and red. I remember seeing the comic books, I, I believe I have them, and I just didn't remember that combination. I thought of the Dark Phoenix so as more closely related yeah. to, but... In the last issue, which is the, the fifth one, she yeah. wears, she comes back and she's got the red and black in it. It's so cool when she comes out. It's amazing. You should definitely check it out if you haven't. I believe I will. <laughs> no question. Okay. I want to ask you also about, I've seen at least in one case, you doing some kind of cosplay where you have pointy ears. Oh, yes. I've done some elf, elvish cosplays. So the Lord of the Rings has always been one of my favorite series of novels and, and stories. But in the movies, the character Toriel from The Hobbit, she is uh, a character that was made just for the movie, but I did love her character so much that I have worn that to a few Renaissance festivals and also gone into the woods and taken some cool photos in that one. I also did sort of an original elf character and is something that's really, really fun to do because it sort of takes you out of reality for a few minutes and you can feel magical. So I love doing elf cosplays. You've done also, I think, perhaps some Disney or other uh, characters along that nature? Absolutely. Ariel has always been a staple in my cosplays. Ariel, the Little Mermaid, was always a favorite of mine since I was a child. I would kind of like be in the pool and reenacting the scenes of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> so when I started being a serious cosplayer, Ariel was something that I was cosplaying a lot. I just love her so much. She has the leg version, the human version, but also the version with the tail, the classic mermaid version. Love Ariel. And I will be doing some more Ariel cosplays in the future. Has there been anybody like, I'm going to probably name something maybe you haven't done and I'm getting mixed up with other people, I'm sorry. Like a, like a Tinkerbell possibly? I've never done Tinkerbell, but Tinkerbell is great. And I would love to do Tinkerbell. Okay, I'm giving you an idea then. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm literally writing down a list of things I want to do. But this is good. This is what happens when we talk about cosplay. It gets the gears going, and oh, that's absolutely. What and you think of different things, and then when you see in different comic books and so on, different poses or positions that character, like, oh yeah, I should recreate that shot, that scene. That, I and do so that all the time. Yep. And I think you designate um, well between Wednesday and something else. I think Black Widow comes to mind as a frequent mm -hmm. um, posting, and I forget if that's relegated to a certain day of the week, but maybe not. Yeah, Black Widow you can do on Wednesdays, but you can also do on Tuesdays. So it really depends what my posting schedule looks like. But <laughs> for Tuesdays, you can do Tasha Tuesdays, yes. which is Natasha the Black Widow. I just love being able to be eclectic with my cosplays. So the fact that you can post a different character and kind of like make it for a different day of the week, I'm all about that. <laughs> and it keeps the boredom from setting in, too. Definitely. Also, it kind of helps me think of other things to do. As far as holidays and events go, I can plan out cosplays around that. So I love that about cosplay. It never gets boring to me. Good, because when it does, then it's like, all right, I guess it's time to do something else. Yeah. Uh, nope. Never gets boring to me. It's a phase. <laughs> so it's, much it's, fun. Many, it's a multi-year phase that we uh, we are going through in this cosplay community, and I'm one because I try to do some of that when the occasion arises, and it's it's just fun. That's what it comes down to. Um, all exactly. right. So we got a lot of characters under here under our belt. I guess it's hard to nail down a favorite. You know, Batgirl I'm sure is one, and the Mary Jane stuff is another. Has there been a thought mm -hmm. about Gwen Stacy? I've done the version from Into the Spider Verse but also the comic book Spider-Gwen version okay. and the classic yeah. Gwen Stacy version as well. Her character is a great character as well. I've done a few different versions. I've done like a Halloween version, a Venom version. 
I just love her character as well. It's so much fun to be able to do different versions of the character. Has there been, from this stable of characters, at some point maybe you thought, all right, what else can I do? And what you've also branched out into? I would say that what I've branched out into is bringing characters to film. I was always kind of comfortable in still photos, but not in film, not in videos. So now I've kind of branched out into that and I'm more comfortable. I actually was part of a independent film project as Batgirl, which it may never see the light of day now, hmm. unfortunately. But I did put a lot into that. I was doing my own stunt. I was jumping off of a trampoline and into the frame, and I had bruises all over my body, which were real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. After doing that project, though, I have to say, I did become much more inclined to say, yeah, let's make a, let's do something. Let's do a film. Let's do something like that. And I've worked with some cool people, so... There will be more in the future. I will tell you that. Have you done much in terms of posting videos of you just talking and, you know, maybe about what you're doing or? As far as cosplay goes, I I haven't really done that as much as I guess other cosplayers do because I feel like it gets a little redundant because I have so many different things going on. But I do enjoy being in character and doing things in character on film. So I would like to expand that even more and maybe do some reels and some skits in character, fun little shorts and things like that. There's a couple other things I want to touch on as far as branching out into other stuff, Trisha, and then we'll let you get going. Absolutely. Transitioning into more upscale, by that I mean adult content. Yeah, so I do have an OnlyFans page, and OnlyFans is, it's actually, I hate to say it's the new norm now for cosplayers. OnlyFans is basically all of my own photography of myself, and that can be sexier versions, boudoir versions of characters that I cosplay. And I'm using that medium to kind of showcase that aspect of it. But to me, it's very artistic and it's, I'm very comfortable with it. So I'm happy that I've had a good response for it because it's something that I'll continue to do as well. So you're saying, yes, it's tasteful and it's grown. I'm not sure how long you've been doing that part of it. You must have gotten more comfortable with what you're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably about, I don't know, maybe like half a year, six months. What characters can we see in different aspects going to the OnlyFans page? So Mary Jane, Black Widow, Black Cat is a very popular one. Also, just my own modeling. I've been doing a lot more of my own modeling, experimenting with lighting and trying different things. So it's all there, and it's only on OnlyFans. It's a subscription monthly um, of $20, and the photos that I post there, I do not post anywhere else. So you won't see them on Instagram. You won't see them anywhere else, just on OnlyFans. I do a promotional image that I do post on my Instagram, but as far as the content goes, it's all on OnlyFans, and it's only for people who subscribe because it's things that you can't get anywhere else. I also post some videos there, too. That's something that I really don't know anything about. I haven't done. I've seen, I guess, through Patreon is another thing that you can on different levels, Mm -hmm. meaning different subscription rates you can do that. Or just in your case, it sounds like it's just $20 a month. Yep. It's pretty basic. It's pretty simple. It's only for my fans. You're only going to find the content that I post there. It's definitely worth it for people who want to branch out to different things. I'm glad that that's expanding and going good for you. The other thing that you've done, I think you're welcome, more recently, and several episodes under your belt, is more a video show, music show. Yes. As a child of the 80s and a fan of music, music has been always been a very big part of my life. My father is a musician, actually, so 
I was recently invited to become the host of the Static Realms Music Hour show, which is an online music show, mostly based around synthwave and 80s-inspired music, but there's so much more to it, and we've expanded it in the time that we've had, which hasn't been that much time. It's only been about four or five months that we've been filming it. Mostly we're filming at my apartment, and I've been able to do pre-recorded interviews with a lot of people that I have been a fan of their music. And it's really, really exciting experience for me because I'm hosting the show. It's a lot of fun. Who'd have thought? I mean, from when you first started, you'd be hosting your own show, right? Yeah, I definitely did not ever see myself doing something (laughs) like this. But I am so happy to be a part of it because I'm having just as much fun with Static Realms Music Hour as I am with my cosplay. And every once in a while, you'll be able to see me incorporate cosplays into the show. So... That's exciting as that's, well. That's like hybridization. That's really cool. Yeah. Static, is that a name that uh, you or the, it was already named before you came along to uh, Static Realms? Static Realms had already been in existence before I became the host. The guy behind the scenes, his name is Eddie Lovecraft. He's another Eddie. Yay. Um, he introduced it to me as an opportunity to be the host, and I took it. I had already seen the show, and I was already a fan of what he was doing, so... I was kind of pressured into it because I've never done it before. And he's like, just do it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I'm glad because it's been really, really, really fun. Electronic music, but also synthwave, which is basically inspired heavily by the 80s, the music of the 80s. And some of the video stuff that goes along with it kind of reflects that as well, the different effects that are in motion there. And again, like you said, you do some interviews. and It's definitely got an old school MTV vibe to it. Yeah, I think they would reserve programming time in the days of MTV when they showed music videos. Just like they would do a Headbangers Ball in some parts, and then yep. and alternative music would have its own show as well. And yep. We're sort of going in that same vein. We're doing special episodes which are longer and have different genres, so look out for that. It's going to be expanding a lot more. But, you know, we are limited. We're a small team right now, and I'm enjoying the experience so much. I'm going to stick with it and see where it goes because I feel like it's going to go great places. That's great. And if you can make this work and keep on going, doing what you love, loving what you do, that's the ultimate. That's what it's about, yeah. If, Trish, you had your choice and narrow it down, what type of music or bands, artists are your top ones? My main the music that I love is from the 70s, the 80s. And even the early 90s, I would say those are my top genres of music. But I have always loved electronic music, and I have always loved music that makes me want to dance. I'm very eclectic in my musical taste, just like I am in my cosplays. But I always find that music makes me feel like myself. So while I'm doing cosplay shoots, I'll throw on music. And it sort of just all came together with the show Static Realms. Well, I love it. I got to tell you, Trish, with the beginning of that answer, I will definitely have to direct you to the radio station that I work at as the morning person, and uh, you will like the music. Absolutely. Mostly, uh, Thank you. Mostly 80s intensive, but goes into the 70s for sure. It's a little sprinkle of 60s and early 90s as well. Love it. Perfect. Anything coming up in the future that you would like to be doing or maybe different characters to get involved? I know we mentioned different versions of Mystique, but anybody else come to mind? So I'm actually working on making a short film as Mara Jade. She's a character from Star Wars. I'm going to be working with a friend of mine who has made other short films, but he is also one of the photographers that I've worked with. He and I came up with a concept. We just have to wait until it's safe to shoot. That is going to be coming up soon. I'm excited about that. And also, I'm going to be doing a lot more 
cosplay photo shoots on my own. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> when you've done the shoots, now I'm just thinking of a side question. When you've done the shoots by yourself, it's been pretty much at your place. Have you just have you yep. tried to be able to go outside anywhere? Is there a place that you can do that, even if it's by yourself? If it's by myself, not so much. I haven't tried that yet, but I do have a lot more equipment now, and I have a lot of backdrops that I can use and things like that. I'm pretty content with not leaving my apartment for hours and just kind of shooting my own stuff. But I would love to plan more of an outdoor situation. I would need someone's help, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's the thing, too, with uh, on my end of things, trying to set up the socially distant shoot, which hopefully will happen sooner than later. It's a work, and there are some people who would still be up for that. Yeah, definitely. Let's stay positive and stay creative, right? Absolutely. Anything uh, regarding other characters to uh, team up with that you would want to be in pictures with? Like, is there a Spider-Man that would go with your black cat? Or Absolutely. I want to do more group photos for sure. You know, like Megacon, there's a lot of meetups and a lot of themes for people to all go as certain characters that kind of coordinate with each other. But I would love to do more Spider-Man and black cat photos, as well as Spider-Man and Mary Jane photos. I would love to do that. At the moment, I don't have a Spider-Man to work with, but I would love to plan that. If you got a mask, at least that's a start. <laughs> a Spidey <laughs> right. mask. Maybe that's, that's something right. to start with. Work off of that. Definitely. And I would volunteer mine because I have a Spidey mask to, awesome, be, to, yeah. to be continued. Yes. The name Electrish, where'd that come from? I meant to ask before. <laughs> yeah. Electrish is obviously a play on words. The word electric I have always been interested in creating makeup looks. I was a makeup artist for several years, and it kind of became my nickname because I was doing these really bold, electric blue style eye makeup looks, and other makeup artists were calling me electrish. They're like, you're electric, you're electrish. And it just kind of stuck with cosplay as well because everything that I like to do, it makes me feel alive. So I love the name Electrish. It's just my name. <laughs> it's very cool. It very much works. In fact, when you said about bold and color and so on, in my head, I just thought of an album cover of David Bowie with that blue yes. lightning, lightning bolt across his face, his eye and everything. Aladdin, Aladdin Sane, one of the best albums. <laughs> See, there you love go. You're, yeah, I'm a big fan of Bowie as well, but I'm not going to take any credit for the, uh, the symbol that he uses. One day, I, I actually want to do a cosplay shoot as different era looks of Bowie. He's such an icon, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And see, there's your 70s showing. That's good. But I also made the jump from David Bowie to you to doing a Dazzler character. Yeah, actually, I would love to do that Dazzler because I love her outfit. It's very 80s. <laughs> And um, I love her look, and her character is awesome, too. Maybe that should go on. You know what? It's going on the list. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I think you would rock that. Let's put it that way. You'd Thank be you. you'd, you'd be dazzling. I appreciate that. And all the all the all the all the glittery things that would definitely reflect in either flash photography or sunlight, you know, and would work. Wouldn't even necessarily need the disco ball, but get the boom box for sure and rock that definitely. on your shoulder and you're oh, yeah. you're there. Absolutely. And now I'm talking the first version we knew of Dazzler, which was in that late seventies, late disco era yep. type stuff with the long flared uh, my, white pants that's and my stuff. Favorite. Yep. That's my favorite version that I've seen of her. Oh yeah. And then if you wanted to go from there, you go with the blue, I don't know, was it a leotard with the uh, star symbol sort of on the chest? Maybe the hair yep. tied. I'm thinking of uh, Jane Fonda and uh, the leggings, the leg warmers. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Yeah, that's a great 80s look too. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. All right, Electris, it's been wonderful talking to you. I really do appreciate you taking the time. 
Likewise. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And again, it's been mentioned earlier because you were nice enough to record an ID at the beginning of this, but where can people find you on social media? My main staple of social media is Instagram, uh, and I am at Electrish, one word, mm-hmm. and then Facebook.com slash Electrish Cosplay. On OnlyFans, I am Electrish85, and then for Static Realms, you can find me at staticrealms.com, and all the information for the show is on that site. And again, that's Static Realms. Yep. We wish you nothing but luck, safety, and stay well. You as well. All the best to you. Thank you, I love Alexis. what you're doing. It's fun. We uh, right. hope to continue making these cosplay connections and uh, give help to other people who might be wanting to get into this and break out of their shell, as it were. Yep. Keep going. Keep it strong. Thank you again. Thank you.